Hello, my high-achieving servant-hearted friend. I know that you are tired of feeling overwhelmed, tired of feeling exhausted, tired of feeling like you cannot keep your head above water. You want to have more time to be present and enjoy life. You want to feel fulfilled and you want God to be the center of it all. But you don't know where to start or who to trust. Well, I have a solution for you. Christian life coaching changed my life and I believe it can change yours. Head right now to gracefilledleader.com to learn more about Christian life coaching with me. Today we're going to get back to the topic of decluttering. I told you that I'm determined to do some decluttering this winter and it doesn't just apply to things in my home. As a professional woman, the demands of work, family, and personal commitments can often leave us feeling stretched really thin. Juggling multiple responsibilities can be challenging. But we do have some control over our time and we can be intentional to focus on what matters most. But in order to focus on what matters, we need to quit wearing the busy as a badge of honor and we need to declutter our schedules. Today I want to talk to you about six key principles when it comes to decluttering your schedule. But before I get too far into the episode, I wanted to again ask you to please complete my listener survey. The link is in the show notes. If you will complete that survey, letting me know what content you have liked and would like to hear going forward on the show, you will get a free coffee on me. So whether you pause me now or finish listening and then go to the show notes to complete the survey, I thank you in advance for helping me to help you. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. But my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. By strategically managing our time, we can create space for the most important things fostering a healthier work-life balance and enhancing our overall well-being. But notice I said strategically managing our time. Time management requires some intentional strategy. 
The first step in reclaiming your time is to recognize that you need to change. Just take a moment to reflect on your current schedule and identify activities that might not align with your priorities. Are there time-wasting habits or obligations that no longer serve you? There's no shame here, people. It is just information. It's important to identify time wasters so you can begin the process of decluttering your schedule and making room for the activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. It might mean getting rid of some activities or just reducing the amount of time you spend. A couple of examples for me outside of work are time spent on social media and time spent watching television. A little bit of time on social media is necessary to engage with my community, but otherwise, I generally limit the amount of time I spend scrolling. Otherwise, it can suck up time faster than anything I know if we're not careful. And while I'm not willing to completely get rid of television watching, I generally just watch a small amount in the evening now to wind down before bed. It's a way that I disengage mentally from work and other things that might otherwise occupy my headspace far more than is healthy. Watching a documentary or reading a really good book are the best ways to turn my brain off and get to sleep. During the workday, a couple of things that I've tried to be intentional about are reducing back-and-forth conversations or messaging that really aren't positive or productive. I've also reduced the frequency with which I'm checking my emails. Instead of opening it every time I get a notification about a new email, I set specific times on my calendar to just go in and read and clean up my inbox. I do need to do it a few times throughout the day because there are things that require some urgency in responding. But by doing small, intentional chunks of time, it allows me to focus on whatever project or task I'm doing during my other work blocks. Okay, so on to principle number two. So we identified the need to change. Once you've identified the need to change and declutter your schedule, you really need to identify and prioritize your values. Professional women often find themselves pulled in multiple directions, work, family, social commitments, and personal pursuits. To declutter your schedule effectively, start by identifying your core values and priorities. What matters most to you? Is it quality time with family, professional growth, personal development? Once you have a clear understanding of your values, you can then align your schedule with what truly matters. It's helpful, again, to think about that acronym acronym I use for decluttering, SPAM. Sort, purge, assign or allocate, and maintain. Identify your priorities, take a look at your schedule, and list out all of your commitments and all of the things you want to be doing with your time. Circle all of the things that need to stay, either because it's something that is necessary or It is something that is very important to you and what you have identified as your priorities. If anything is necessary but you hate doing it, consider if it is something that could be shared or delegated. Then, do your best to purge or get rid of anything that isn't necessary and is not serving you and your goals. 
once you're left with all of the things that need to stay on your schedule, so we've done the sorting and the purging, assign a time in your schedule to do what's left. And if you have yourself scheduled back to back every day, that is not going to be realistic. You have to have some white space for the unanticipated. And don't be too rigid. Allow yourself some flexibility. Just be sure that you've assigned a time in an effort to be intentional about what you want to focus on and to validate that you actually have time for it. Then in terms of the maintenance of your schedule, so we've done the S, the P, the A, and now on to the M of decluttering your schedule. If you're considering adding something to your plate, stop and consider what you will remove in order to make time for something new. Again, come back to your prioritized values. What aligns most with them? A third key element in decluttering your schedule is learning to set boundaries. This may involve saying no to commitments that don't align with your priorities or negotiating more manageable workloads. Establishing boundaries is something that may not come naturally to many of us, especially if you struggle with people-pleasing and approval-seeking patterns of behavior. But as you practice setting boundaries that align with your values, it empowers you to focus on what truly matters and it helps prevent burnout from overcommitting. A fourth and tactical aspect of decluttering your schedule is using time management tools. We talk a lot about that on the show. You can't manage your time if you aren't intentional, strategic, and using tools that work for you. You might want to consider using the techniques such as the Eisenhower Matrix, which categorizes tasks based on urgency and importance. We actually talked a lot about that in episode number 17, so I encourage you to go back and listen. By prioritizing tasks and focusing on the important, you can ensure that your time is invested in activities that align with your goals. One absolutely essential tool in my mind is an electronic calendar, such as Google or Outlook. This is really the thing that can travel with you everywhere and keep you organized and focused. My calendar is where the specific commitments are detailed. In contrast, I also use a paper planner, but that is more for general time blocking to set my intentions for the day or the week. It's not where I put specific appointments. Different people use different tools, but few professionals I know can function efficiently without at least an electronic calendar. Principle number five in decluttering your schedule is streamlining any processes. Efficiency is key to creating more time in your schedule. So you need to evaluate your work processes and identify opportunities for streamlining. This may involve delegating tasks or using technology to automate repetitive processes. The key to efficiency is having processes that are not just housed in your memory. Your processes should, ideally, be out of your head and into a project management system, or at least on a document that can be easily retrieved. 
There are different names for processes. You might call it a system, a workflow, a process, or a standard operating procedure, or SOP. These are things you do repetitively with some consistency. In order to even think about eventually delegating something, you have to have the process down on paper in a system that can be retrieved and repeated. Your processes will likely change over time as you identify ways to streamline and improve efficiency. Streamlining work processes not only saves time, but it also enhances your productivity. I'm going to give you a really basic example of a streamlined process. I'm going to use an example in your home. Let's say you're going to clean all of the bathrooms in your house. And right now, you keep all of your cleaning products in a cabinet in your utility room. So you start first by grabbing the toilet bowl cleaner and you put some in every toilet so they can work a bit while you clean. You put that away and then you grab your shower cleaner and you go about cleaning the shower, the sinks, and the outer part of the toilet bowl. You do each bathroom and then you put that away and grab the glass cleaner and a clean rag to finish off with all of the mirrors and the fixtures. You feel so good when you're all done and you realize you've spent a lot of time going back and forth to the utility room for each step in the process. Each additional trip adds inefficiency to the process. So you assess your current process and you determine there is a way to make it more efficient. You could either invest in a nice caddy to carry all of your cleaning items at once to each bathroom or you could stock each bathroom with all of the cleaning supplies that you need. While there will be an initial, initial additional investment, streamlining this process will save you a significant amount of time in the future. Now that's a pretty simple and obvious example, but it is an example of something that people often don't think about, and that is the amount of time wasted in hunting and gathering, or bouncing between tasks. You can save an enormous amount of time and energy just by being organized and streamlining your process or by habit stacking. It's all about consistency and efficiency. The more efficient you get, the more room you leave yourself for my final tip, which is scheduled downtime. In the pursuit of professional success, it's easy to overlook the importance of downtime. Yet, taking breaks and scheduling moments of relaxation are essential for maintaining focus and well-being. Whether it's a short walk, a prayer, meditation, or a hobby you enjoy, you need to make time for activities that recharge your energy and enhance your overall productivity. As I've said many times, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Relaxing, recharging, and refueling are essential for functioning at your best. You are far more productive and efficient if you are functioning on a full tank rather than on fumes. If you just burn the candle at both ends, eventually it catches up to you and you either burn out or you lose efficiency and you lose focus. There will be a straw that breaks the camel's back, as they say. My husband and I have this debate regularly. He believes that you should always be accomplishing or producing something. That an extraordinarily strong work ethic is what makes a person valuable. 
he often equates relaxing with laziness. Even though he has experienced the cost of going without stopping and he has experienced the benefit of taking time away, it's very difficult to convince him that it is wise and healthy to take intentional rest. I know for a fact that I cannot function at my best if I do not take time for rest. And it'll actually take me longer to accomplish something if I try to push through it, tired, than if I just stop, take a break, and come back to it when I'm fresh. Rest is something God designed and gifted us with. He gifted us with the Sabbath rest. He worked hard and created for six days, and then he rested. If God sees the value in rest, I would think that we might want to pay attention. I will admit that I have not fully committed to consistently taking a full day of Sabbath Sabbath rest. That is an area of opportunity that will take a lot more boundary setting in light of the various projects and commitments that we have outside of work. However, I no longer feel guilty for taking time to rest and taking time with the Lord. Okay. So let's review these six principles again. The six principles to help you declutter your schedule and create more time for what matters. Number one, recognize the need for change. Number two, prioritize your values. Number three, set boundaries. Number four, use time management tools and techniques. Number five, Streamline your processes. And finally, number six, schedule regular downtime. As you look at the year ahead, I encourage you to look at how you can declutter your schedule and create more time for what, for what matters most to you by prioritizing your values, setting boundaries, embracing time management techniques, streamlining work processes, and scheduling downtime you can regain control of your time and foster a more balanced and fulfilling life. Remember, it's not about doing more. It's about doing what matters most. If you just don't know where to start or you're having difficulty with any of these principles, I would love for you to jump on a free discovery call with me to see if I can help you reach your goals around time management and work-life balance. I'm going to say again that busy is not a badge of honor, my friend. We need to be doing what matters. Growing the kingdom, edifying others, and pouring into my family are among my highest priorities. I'm not going to feel guilty about putting those things first. So until next time, my sister friends, I wish for you days that are filled with gratitude, peace, and God's amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email 
go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.